Welcome to another episode of the Her Inspired Journey podcast. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about the elephant in the room known as depression, anxiety, and overwhelm. And it is certainly something that many of us deal with or have a past with. You might also know somebody that's dealing with this or battling, kind of fighting that gray area and not really feeling like themselves. So today I'm just going to dive into how to reset your mind, how to set your priorities, how to clear the air and focus on taking back control of your life. It's easy to get wrapped up in feeling down, feeling sad, being lethargic, losing motivation, losing interest in the things that you love. But today I'm here to tell you so many people have walked on this road. It is more common than you might think. And I am here to help you get to the other side of this because it's no fun. In years past, depression and mental health have been really something that nobody wants to talk about. You know, it kind of just sits in the back of the room and doesn't get addressed. And today I want to make sure that everybody feels like they are being heard and understood and know that you're not alone. Even as we become more aware of the issues related to depression, anxiety, and overwhelm, there's still that proverbial elephant in the room. And today it's time to take them on a hike and leave them there. So jump in with me as we talk all about depression, anxiety, and how to get you to your happy place. You don't have to do this by yourself. Here we go. Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast, a show all for women about living your best life and fulfilling your passions from the back country to the table. No matter where you are, what hurdles you faced, or where you want to go next, we're right here on this journey with you. It's time to take charge, pave your way, and create success. Today's episode is sponsored by Nutrition Realigned, a holistic health approach that takes you to the top. If you're feeling overstressed, constantly fatigued, and not like your best self, it's time to reevaluate your nutrition and learn how to fuel yourself properly. Head over to Nutrition Realigned and make a plan to reach your health and fitness goals in 2019. Click on the contact us form for more information or use code HERINSPIRED for 20% off at checkout. I know personally from having walked a super long and very bumpy road with depression that it's not easy to face and it's even harder to admit and speak about openly, but it is something affecting a huge part of the world and even more likely than not you or somebody that you love. And that hits really close to home because I know that it really keeps you from living a good life. It keeps you in a shell that you don't want to be in. And it's crazy to think about how many people are being affected by this every single day of their life. It is not a way to live. And I really want to help you or that person that you love so much get through this, really reclaim their life and figure out a new way to create success and happiness that is sustainable and not just this quick fix or this temporary solution for putting a Band-Aid on. I want this to be the moment in your life where you're able to reassess where your mind's going, the things that you're focusing on, and how you're dealing and coping with this stress and this gray cloud in your life. Um, some statistics that I want to share um, that I'll also reference in the show notes for people to kind of go back over, which may not be that important, but just they are just so eye-opening. Depression affects over 18 million adults. This is one in 10 people every single year. It is the leading cause of disability in ages 15 to 44. It is the primary reason why someone dies of suicide about every 13 minutes. 
This is uh, accounts for over 41,000 people a year. Um, depression in the workplace, it's it's something where you may even think about, you know, you see a coworker who you feel like is always down or she's he or she is complaining about, you know, struggling or losing motivation, or you can kind of see them pulling back from the things that they normally love to do. Depression in the workplace causes 490 million disability days from work every year in the United States. It accounts for 23 billion in lost work days each year and takes an economic toll of over $100 billion each year in U.S. businesses alone, which is huge. These numbers are insane. It's so sad. It's such a sad place to be. It's sad to know that you know, people feel so alone and they get to the place. Trust me, I know I have been there and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but getting to a place in life where you're so unhappy and feel like there's no other option but to end your life, really, there's got to be something that we can do, uh, some awareness, some encouragement that we can bring before we get to that place in our lives to know that there is another way to go about this. Oftentimes when we think about depression, we get this skewed idea of what it truly is and what it looks like. Depression is a very real element in life. It can be a temporary thing. People can go through it seasonally. It can be caused by, you know, traumatic events or stressful situations or a breakup or uh, health concerns or finances. There's so many different factors that can, you know, cause depression. It can can cause anxiety. It can lead you to feel overwhelmed and stressed out. Um, and these areas are something, it doesn't matter where it comes from. I'm here to say that if you're going down that, that rough patch right now, and you find yourself drowning in the constant cloud of depression, you're not alone. Do you understand? You are not alone. I know that it feels that way. And I know that so many times you can just feel like there's nobody to turn to or nobody to talk to, but girlfriend, so many of us have traveled down the same paths and we often feel like they don't get it. No one will understand. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm unworthy or maybe I don't deserve happiness. And those are lies that you have to quit believing. It's time to change your mindset so that you can regain that positive outlook. Maybe even get it for the first time if this is something that you've struggled with for a really long time. Symptoms of depression can be as mild as not feeling good, feeling up to doing things in life that you enjoy. You can be losing motivation, withdrawing yourself from social activities or your friends and your family it can be in having trouble with cognition or memory or staying present. It doesn't have to be this, this ideal or this uh, view of, you know, this depressed person that can't leave the house. You can be fighting this functionally, living your day-to-day -day life and just feeling awful, but you don't have to do that anymore. It can also show up in forms that are more severe and life-threatening, like secluding yourself, losing your job, thoughts of suicide, thoughts of not being here anymore. And I'm telling you, if this is where you are right now, there's a resource. Please reach out to somebody you know and trust that can help you Tell them how you feel. Let them know so that they can help you because I promise ending your life is not the solution here. Depression can leave you feeling empty and alone, but again, you are not. We are all here to walk through this with you. Even if you personally have not been the one battling depression, 
those people can be there and help you. Those people will encourage you. There are folks out there who want to lift you up and encourage you to find a solution and to find happiness. So don't feel like you are going to be a problem. Don't feel like it's a burden for anybody else. I would love to reach out and talk to you and to just be a part of the solution for you taking control. So again, you are not on this journey alone. It's not a really glamorous time of my life, but today I really want to share and open up with you and talk about all of these issues and share my personal battle with depression. Hopefully it'll give you some insight and perspective and faith and hope in yourself for walking down this road if you are experiencing this yourself. I always knew that I would end up <clears throat> talking about depression in this phase of my life, but I never really wanted to. It was flat out ugly. I am telling you, my life was a train wreck. My thoughts, my views, what I was doing, where I was at. I was dying inside. And when I wasn't drowning in my own self-hate, like literally drowning myself in hate, I was clinging onto things that would give me some piece of temporary happiness, right? I fell into chasing the wrong things and hoping that somewhere along the way, I would find some magic that would pull me out of my funk or that I would die. I was not doing good. I started battling this when I was really young, probably around 14, when I first started experiencing depression, more recognized than as just feeling sad, feeling sadness, not feeling like myself, just wishing that I could be somewhere else, not feeling accepted by my peers. In 2004, I went through one of the worst years of my life. I was 20 and I was you know, in, on top of being lost, I was bouncing around on antidepressants, prescriptions from the doctors, and honestly continuing to spend my nights partying, drinking, not taking care of myself, eating like crap, and neglecting my body. I chased boyfriends hoping that their validation would give me the love I wasn't allowing in myself, and it never was the answer. More than anything, it continued to make me hate who I was. I lost jobs for being too hungover to make it to work. I lost touch with everything and anything good I knew. I lost friendships. I burned relationships in my family. So I decided one night I would take a bottle of pills and it would be the easy way to get out of living the hell I was trapped in. But I eventually woke up the next afternoon and I had a massive realization of what I was doing and what I had just done. I was so sad, not even for the fact of what I tried to do, but for the fact that I knew I'd have to live with that and continue to deal with what I was dealing with. Over the next few years, I bounced around. I would occasionally get into little happy places in my life by taking the initiative to take control, exercise, move my body, find some happiness, get into some sunshine. But eventually I just got sucked right back in going down the same rabbit hole as before. I always struggled to find consistency. I felt like I was on a never ending roller coaster. Like literally one day I would be, okay, Courtney, you've got this. You'll make a plan. You'll go for a walk. Things are fine. Things are good. You have control. And then the next day I would wake up, I would have no self-worth, I would hate who I saw in the mirror, I would feel worthless, I would feel totally out of my element, and I just didn't think I had anything, anything to give. I just didn't have anything to give. 
So I battled back and forth with this for many years. Like I said, it started when I was 14 and it really just progressively got worse through high school and then after high school. And I just, there were so many times that I wondered like, will I ever get through this? Will I ever find my purpose? Will I ever have passions? Will I ever feel successful? Will I ever like who I see in the mirror? Like, will I? It's just one of those things where I never thought I would make it to the other side. So I went through this kind of battle back and forth. I was still really in an unhealthy place, but doing my best sometimes. I guess that's the best way to classify it. And in 2000, let's see, I was 20. So in 2000 and, oh gosh, I hate math on the spot. Uh, One, no, gosh, I wasn't 20 in 2001. Uh, In 2005, I got pregnant with my oldest son. And it was a complete shock. I was still in this place where I'm like, I don't even know who I am. And this doctor just walks in and tell me you're pregnant. And I'm like, I'm what? I am a train wreck. Like I can't be pregnant. I can't be a mom. Like I can't even be myself. Like what am I supposed to do? But I knew like literally from that moment that I had to do something different, something different than I had ever done. I had no options to not be successful with recovering my life. I didn't have the ability anymore to stay stuck in this place. And I had to do something. And it's if you know my life, you've probably heard some of this story before. Or if you followed any of my journey so far, you'll hear me talk about the simple next step that I did. I started walking every single day. You're probably like, okay, you started walking. Great. It was my control. I could control that. I got a calendar. I went to the store. I got a calendar. I hung it up in my kitchen. And every single day I would go for a walk. I would come home and I would have this black Sharpie hanging on the side of my calendar. And I would mark a big giant X across it. And I would write three miles or two miles or 30 minutes or one hour. Whatever I did, I would mark it on there. And it was right there hanging off my pantry door in my kitchen. So every time I walked into my kitchen... I would see it. And over time, there was X after X after X. And I became so proud of the effort I was putting in. And on top of taking control and seeing that effort and seeing that progress and seeing that consistency and that determination, I began to feel pretty good. I'm getting outside, I'm moving my body, I'm increasing my heart rate, I'm breathing fresh air, I'm walking through the mountains. And I just felt like I, I was empowered, like literally empowered for the first time in my life from walking. No, that is not the tip. That is not the one thing that's going to get you through this. But my friends, I am telling you, doing something that truly refills your cup is a huge piece of the puzzle because so many times we are overwhelmed, we are overworked, we are overstressed, we are comparing ourselves with others, we are hating our jobs, we're not liking the commute, and we have all of these inputs that are taking from us, right? They're pulling this energy out, we're pouring us into others, into other areas. And unless you stop and you pinpoint that thing that's going to refill your cup and make you happy and breathe fresh air into your lungs, you won't begin to find the mindset that's going to carry you through this. 
So instead of my usual and old bad habits, now I was becoming a mom. I was my pregnancy was flourishing. I was loving who I was. So instead of alcohol or parties or binge eating for my outlet, I would just go for my walks. I would go no matter what, rain or shine or snow, it didn't matter. I'd be out there. It didn't matter if it was a 10-minute walk or an hour walk. I would make it happen because I could control the effort I was putting in. I'd never felt so good about something like that. What I didn't know was in the next couple of years after my pregnancy and after my son was born and after you know learning to balance this new life with my husband, I didn't know that I would deviate again and come toe-to-toe with a life-shattering experience that would send me right back into this hell hole that I had been in before. It literally brought me right back to the place I had spent so many years previously. Lose, I lost all sense of my self-worth. I had no confidence. I had no respect and no love and no vision of who I was. I didn't like myself. I couldn't look at myself. I fell back into this hole. And then now as a mom and madly in love with my kids, the rest of my life was empty. It was sad. I was consumed by sadness and dealing with the unfolding emotions that I was recovering from a truly unspeakable time in my life. I didn't know what to do. I felt guilt. I should be happy. I should be able to move past these events in my life and I should get to the place where I can enjoy my family. I can listen to their laughs. I can answer their questions. I can be consumed and fulfilled by being their mother. And I couldn't be. I could not be what I needed to be to them because I couldn't be good enough for myself. It was about the same time when I started to separate from my husband. And as we were going through the separation, it was ugly. I was splitting from him. And it was really starting to take a toll on my kids. Watching them go through the turmoil of what was happening was literally crushing me. I felt like I had hit my limit, my rock bottom, on top of just feeling worthless. Now I was dragging my kids through hell themselves. And there's nothing worse than feeling like you're letting down the people who you love the most. I was so sad for them and I knew that the their true future, the long-term future of their happiness depended on it, depended on me getting happy and healthy and overcoming where I was at. But in the short term of moving through this transitional phase, I didn't know that I was doing the right thing. I often wondered why my life felt so destined to be a battlefield. I remember looking around at happy people and families and successful people and wondering how they find such happiness, wondering if they ever had hidden demons themselves. Do they go through these things that I go through? Do they experience it, the battles with looking in the mirror and improving or disapproving with who they see? I was a complete mess. I wanted to know if I was just a screwed up mess myself and if I would always live in this dark cloud or if there was hope. I never, ever knew what that answer was going to be. It seemed so unclear and so unreasonable to ever find it. One day I went for a long drive and I just thought, maybe I should never come home. Maybe if I remove myself from the picture, I quit overwhelming 
everybody else. I quit letting down them because I'm letting myself down. But I knew that that was not the answer. It was this little tiny piece of faith or hope or this glimpse of light inside of me that just said, you will find a way someday. You might not know when it's going to be and it, it will not be soon enough, but you will find it. So over time, I began to slowly get back to my life. I dedicated myself to making sure my kids were happy and I started just going through the motions, like fake it till you make it. That was my life at the time. I thought I'll put on this happy face. I'll go to work. I'll do my 40 hours. I'll play with my boys. I'll hit the occasional workout, get back into doing my walks, and then I'll spend my free time laying in bed with the curtains closed. If that's all I can do right now, that's all I can do right now. And I'll make it work. I lay there in my emotions, like so raw that... I couldn't help but feel like I'm the freaking problem. Like it is just me. There is something wrong with me, but I never knew that the problem was in literally in my head. I was not allowing myself to find happiness. I was not allowing myself to breed positive thinking positive affirmations, self-love, respect. I just looked at myself as a constant failure. I felt like I had let so many people down. I had felt like my self-worth was taken from me. So I simply felt like a loser. But I wasn't. My thinking, my mentality, my living in the past, my not letting things go, my ability to only hold on to negative and to brush the positive to look past the beautiful blessings in my life was my downfall. Back then it was really before like Instagram was super popular or Facebook. I was never really a Facebook junkie. I still don't really care for Facebook, but I would find myself comparing who I was and what I had and where I was at in life with those around me, whether it was my coworkers or my friends or my family or the couple sitting in the restaurant, I would constantly compare my lack of having that thing with what they had or what they looked like or where they were at or their job. And it always made me feel inadequate. How could it not? You're comparing two different things. I'm comparing one thing that is, you know, this, this totally, completely different, separate thing to something completely different. And it's something that happens all of the time. And I think probably every one of you listening has gone through either a phase in your life or battles comparing yourself to other. And it is so true. The very fastest way to feel dissatisfied or overwhelmed or lose your confidence in who you are is to compare what you have with what somebody else has. It is not your business what somebody else has. And that for me took a very long time to learn. And oh my gosh, if I could go back and slap myself in the face when I was younger and say, it doesn't matter, girl, it doesn't matter. You will have what you work for. You will have what you focus on. You will have the things you invest in. You're never going to have what they have. That's their life. But I was so wrapped up in wanting to look like her, 
wanting to have her job, wanting to have a boyfriend that loved her, wanting to have a family in the beautiful house, wanting to go on this vacation, that I was never going to be destined to achieve that because I wasn't working towards it. I would sit there and I would focus on what I didn't have. And I'll tell you what, focusing on what you don't have will not get you any closer to what you want to have. The bottom line was, I never considered how I was treating myself was a huge part of the problem. Well, it was the problem. I was raised by a dad who was kind and patient, and he taught me a lot. He also instilled in me from a very young age that keeping my emotions in check was the right way to go about life. I clearly remember one year in kids sports basketball, and I was past the ball, and I went up for this shot, and I made it. I was the tallest girl on the basketball team, and everyone assumed I should be like a third grade basketball star, but honestly, I sucked. I sucked at basketball. Anyway, I went up and made the shot, and you would have thought I won the lottery. I was jumping up and down. I was squealing. I was probably clapping for myself. I was freaking pumped. I was in third grade. I made a shot. Man, I felt like a rock star. But after the game, my dad sat down with me and he, of course, you know, gave me the kudos. Great job. It was a good game. Nice win. Good job, girls. And then he sat down and he said, remember when you do something good to be excited, but keep a straight face and pretend it didn't happen. Just celebrate to yourself or inside. Otherwise, people won't think that you do good things often. And I don't know what it was about that because he was probably ultimately right, but I never let that go. I would take emotion of sadness or frustration or anger or bitterness and I would stuff it inside. And I never gave myself the grace or the opportunity to lay my cards out on the table. I always felt like I needed to be this closed closed book. And I'm not saying that my dad were his words weren't right. I mean, like I said, he probably that's I mean, we never want to pat our own selves on the back. But I took his words of advice at such a young age and I processed them in the wrong way. And I again, I just never allowed myself to work through the process of emotion. I would bottle it up. I would stuff it down. I would, you know, put it into some compartment that would someday come back and rear its ugly head. And, you know, I'm not saying if you don't show emotion or if you can't show emotion that you're not doing it right. But, ah, lady, start to open yourself up and know that it's okay to have emotion. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be let down. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to feel sometimes like you're not doing things the right way. But at the end of the day, acknowledge it, process it, and take yourself off that program. Move on to the next thing. I am one of those people who has an entire world in my head, but my outward appearance doesn't show it. I'm pretty quiet and reserved and I'm withdrawn, but I let a lot of thoughts, ideas, and dreams and made up conversations half the time roll around in my head until I almost feel more lifelike inside of my head than outside of my body. And so for me, I've really had to force being an active participant in working through my problems, working through my frustrations, working through my stresses, and not bottling them up. 
which is the very reason that I was so negative and self-destructive and hateful. Thoughts would come to my mind and I would believe them because that's all I kept stuffing down was all of this negative emotion. And it will lead you to the place where you begin believing lies. You'll believe lies in yourself. You'll believe lies that other people tell you. You'll believe the disappointments. You'll believe that you're a failure. And it's time for you to let those things go because it doesn't matter if in the past you've tried something and completely screwed it up or you set out to achieve something and you gave up or got lazy or threw in the towel early. That doesn't matter. Like, Yeah, you might think, well, it does, or yeah, I haven't let it go. You've got to let it go. It does not matter. Your past may have gotten you this far, but it's not what's going to take you to the next place. Your past is behind you. I don't care if that sounds cliche or not. Grasp that. Your past is behind you. The things that you've screwed up on, the things that you've not done right, the times before where you've failed in certain areas, so what? Leave them behind you. This next phase cannot happen until you let those things go and start allowing yourself to deal with the emotion, take it off the table, put it behind you, and refocus forward. I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart like my sister. I hate myself. I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good mom. Leave those things behind you right now. They are not valid in your life anymore. I was stuck for almost 25 years in a mindset that I was creating. And you're likely creating that same mentality and mindset right now. So I want you to even pause this podcast if you have to right now and reiterate to yourself that you are not those things anymore. You are beautiful you are confident, you are worthy of great things, you are driven for success, you are a great mom, you're a great leader, you're a great employee or business owner, you're a great wife or partner. You are deserving of really good things and it's time for you to make those things a priority. So just for a minute, back to the roller coaster of my life. I had already been through hell and back, and I felt myself recovering from that traumatic experience. But again, I started to fall back into the mindset of shame, blame, hate, and sadness. And I clicked right back out of it because I knew at this point it wasn't allowed to tear me down anymore. I started to begin to have the tools that it would take to remove myself. When those experiences and feelings and doubts came in my head, I would have to replace them with, I am worthy. I deserve this. I'm working hard and I'm going to the next phase of my life. I began to replace the negative, the negative communication in my mind, or I would take the word somebody would say, and I had to let them roll off. I became waterproof. I was becoming a waterproof shield to the negative things that were happening. And I'm telling you this, this bounce back and forth where I got happy and then I came back. Every time I would come in and out of this, that phase of darkness would become shorter for me. And instead of living there and camping out for way too long, that experience in that negative spot became shorter and became shorter and became shorter and became shorter. So I have to reiterate to you right now that no matter what part of this journey you are on, whether you've been battling it for a long time, 
whether it's something new that you're experiencing, whether you're dealing with postpartum depression or going through a divorce or have lost your job and you are feeling like absolute crap, you're going through the trenches, you are not alone. I promise you, I know that it feels like that sometimes, but you are not. And you do have what it takes to get through this crap, to wade through it, to dust yourself off and get to the other side. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I thought I'll never make it through. I'll never make it through this. I'm destined to feel like garbage. But I eventually got to the other side. And I know that you can too. So if you're going through things right now and you're seeking therapy, I am all for that. That is a great avenue. But on top of that, I want to give you a few tips and ideas that you can really implement into your life right now to find balance and shift your focus on the good that you have and that you can create with a positive mindset. So three steps are unfortunately not going to be this magic wand that you have prayed for and want to fix your life, but they are going to be a daily check-in that you can begin to implement and really utilize to make sure that you are overcoming the looming gray cloud that you have been dealing with. So step one, I want you to go back and listen to episode three, all about setting goals. And I know this might sound a little counterproductive because we're talking about just getting through depression and anxiety issues, but I will personally walk you through how to assess, develop, and create a positive and obtainable goals. I think sometimes we really set things that are way bigger than where we're at right now. So I'm going to walk you through how to make sure that we figure out where you want to go, where you're at, and the best way for you to get there. So before we do anything else, let's figure out what you want to achieve and make a plan for you to get there. One way that we can create some control in our lives is to really establish those goals like I did when I first began. So have specific things to work towards so that you stay hungry and driven for those. So after listening to that podcast, um, podcast number three, schedule in an hour or so, make it quiet, make it distraction free, and put it in an area where you can really begin to plan out the next phase of your new journey. You will assess your goals and assess where you are. That doesn't have to be a pretty thing right now. It can be this messy, you know, battlefield that you're in, and that is okay. It's creating the vision. It's beginning to implement and really hone in those new elements the things that you want to have and the success that you want to find. So you can use this guideline that I created to really further your success and use it as like a roadmap, right? This is your way to the top. This is your roadmap. So this goal setting sheet will be a really good link and I will put the the link to it in the show notes. Um, You can also find the the link in show uh, the show notes for episode three. But again, start with episode three. I'll walk you through that. It should give you some more encouragement. Step two, shift your mindset. There will be a few parts here that I want you to focus on. So daily, daily, this is every single day. Sometimes you might have to do this more often than every day, like every hour. And if that's where you are, that's totally fine. But I want you to spend five to 10 minutes every morning writing, writing down, like don't type this in your phone. I want you to write this down. Phones are a distraction. Okay. So write this down, pen and paper. I know you have one somewhere in the house, five to 10 minutes every morning, write down five to eight personal affirmations, girl. What are you good at? 
What are you good at doing? What are you successful in? There is something. Don't even tell me there's not because I know that there are. Write down five to eight personal affirmations and then I want you to speak them out loud to yourself. And I don't care if you're thinking, Courtney, you are crazy. That sounds ludicrous and like a bunch of hippie stuff. I'm not going to do it. You're going to do it because you want out of this and you want to get to the next place. So this is going to be a huge part. This is step two, writing down five to eight personal affirmations. And I know sometimes it can be really hard to think of like, okay, well, I don't really know what I'm good at, or I don't know how to outline this, or I don't know what you're expecting or thinking as far as an affirmations. So these affirmations should be, uh, here's some examples, but they're more of a template for resetting the tone with it, with, with yourself, right? With how you're communicating to yourself, the bridge between the negative mentality that you are in right now and the positive, self-loving, confident mindset that you're creating. I also recommend reflecting on these throughout the day. It can be at work. It can be before the gym. It can be before your commute home or once you get ready for bed. Anytime you hear the old negative self-talk come back, knock that out right now with something positive. For me, I can go through, um, you know, the day and I can be overwhelmed with work and I can think to myself, man, I'm never going to get to the place in my business that I want. And I immediately stop myself and I think I am persistent. I am hardworking and I will get to the place that I want to be at because ultimately I am working hard for my goals. So it doesn't have to be something where you say like, oh, I'm great. And I have a, you know, a million dollar a year company, right? We don't have to have this big, beautiful, shiny, lofty, gorgeous final cut, right? These are the stepping stones. So stop talking to yourself with negativity and replace it with positivity. You are not lazy. You are a work in progress. Okay. You are not a motivated you are taking the steps that it takes in bite-sized pieces to reach success. So whatever that negative piece is that comes in, punch it right in the face, get it out of there and replace it with something positive. That is number two goal is using your affirmations. Instead of I'm fat and lazy and a failure, I may not be right where I want to be, but I am a work in progress. I'm taking steps in the right direction and I am worth the hard work. I will not stop. Okay, that is your redirect. You can focus or use this these you know same daily affirmations, or you can change them up however you want, whatever whatever is suiting for your life. So don't feel like what somebody else may need as an affirmation you should put in there. So mine aren't going to be valid for you. This is thinking about what you want. And I'm going to include in the show notes a blank sheet where you can write these down every day. So there is no excuse to not have them. You can print them off and have them ready for you. So they will be in the show notes. There's a link to that. This is your tool, right? This is this is your guideline to finding the success. So don't have this information come in one ear and go out the other because I'm telling you, these things are steps, big steps, right? Not these little tiny steps. These are big steps in the right direction. Step three, it's time to move. And you may be doing something, you may be working out now, but I'm. it's likely that if you're in this dark place, you're not finding the right consistency with moving your body. So I want you to get outside as much as you can. 
I want you to move your body with intention. I want you to begin an exercise routine, go for a hike, go for a bike ride. I don't care. Go for a swim, whatever it takes. Go play tag in the yard with your kids. Do something consistently that you are taking control of. And every single day that you get it done, I want you to get that calendar and I want you to mark a big X off of it because you did that. That is worth celebrating. Studies actually show that people who move their bodies with purpose for 30 minutes a day, which is not much, right? 30 minutes a day, you can make that happen. So moving your body for 30 minutes a day will relieve and then significantly improve your self-worth. It will lower symptoms of depression and anxiety. So your job for right now is to begin with something basic, like get out and move. Like I said, it doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to spend any money on it, but I want you to create that consistency. So I'm also going to put a link for a calendar. I don't care. You can get a blank calendar from the dollar store, but every single day that you do that movement with purpose, I want you to mark an X off the calendar. Tag me in it, would you? I want to see this. So you also have to create accountability here. Send me a message, get an accountability buddy, get a workout partner, tell your spouse or your partner or your best friend or your mom or the girl in the cubicle next to you what you're doing so that you have somebody to be accountable to. Again, even if that's 30 minutes or breaking it up, you know, into two 15 minute sessions or two 15 minute walks or two 15 minute, I don't even care, make it happen. Because consistency and taking control will give you so much empowerment to keep going forward that it's going to blow your mind. And I know it sounds so simple that you're probably like, girl, you're kidding me. Come back and tell me how you're doing, because I promise you that it's going to be a huge area of growth for you. So these are just the beginning pieces of changing your life and getting out from under the dark cloud. So for now, don't worry about what's next. Don't look at anything beyond what you're doing right now in this present time. That's what you control. So knock these first three steps out. Okay. Begin to create your success. You are so worth it. Go back and listen to episode three, set your goals, walk through the outline, shift your mindset, work on the affirmations praise yourself give yourself some damn credit you are doing awesome things and if you don't begin to acknowledge that and if you just move so quickly through life and want to go from one thing to the next that you never take time to appreciate the good things that are right in front of you you will get to the end of your life feeling so neglected and so regretful that you didn't just take time to appreciate what you have. It doesn't have to look like somebody else's life. Your life is not theirs. Your journey has not been mine. Mine has not been yours. You are individual on this, but you are not alone. So right now, your only job is learning how to love yourself and redirecting and controlling where your mind goes and the way you communicate with yourself and moving your body with purpose. Anytime that you come back to any negative space, I want you to refocus on those three steps. I guess it also goes without saying too, that learning to stay focused on your journey is not what other people are doing in this pivotal piece of finding happiness and self-worth is all about yourself. So learning to be a little bit selfish, learning to be okay and let go of the guilt of investing in you 
It's okay if your kids don't have you for 30 minutes while you invest in yourself. It's okay if you go for a walk. It's okay if you enjoy going to get groceries by yourself. That does not make you a bad person. Begin to let go of that guilt so that you can remove the defeat or the sadness or the unmotivated, overwhelming feeling. Don't compare your life to others. Everything that is was bothering me back then was a product of what I was doing and how I was doing it. And you can overcome and undo those things. I guarantee it. In addition to these things, honestly, if you need to seek out counseling, by all means, seek out counseling. I'm in your corner. I am so passionate and oh my gosh, I hope I sound like I'm not preaching and just giving you pieces of hope that you've been missing because all I want for you one day is to come to me and say, Courtney, your struggle, your story, your encouragement reset my path and you are the one that gets to take control and to do it different now. You have control. It doesn't matter what's happened, what's not happened, the failures, the struggles, the stress, the traumatic events, you are not those things and you get to move forward with a clean slate. You get to be a better version of yourself. I'm also a huge uh, advocate in investing in positive mindset and, and I highly suggest investing in books. So if you are, you know, somebody that doesn't have time that can do an audiobook, definitely dive into an audiobook. I've got a couple good suggestions that I'll put in the show notes and actually links to those books as well. Um, one of them that definitely comes to mind is You Are a Badass, <laughs> right? Pretty good food for that. It's a great book. It's one I just recently finished and it's uh, it gives you really good perspective on just you know, so many areas of life, whether that's building business or, you know, pursuing your dreams or buying a new car or asking that guy out on a date, it'll really give you some good encouragement for being bold and living big. And, um, remember no matter where you are, you have the choice to change and you have the course to pave a new way for yourself. So take this opportunity to do so. You are awesome. I thank you so much for joining me today on this. It's crazy how we can endure certain things in life and really like walk through the trenches and wonder while while it's happening, like why the hell is this happening to my life? Like why is this this way? Why do I have to go through these struggles? And then sometime down the road, like for me now, I think to myself, if only I ever touch one person, if you are listening right now and this improves your life or gives you new perspective or changes the course of where you go next, the crap that I walked through and the struggles that I had have been served. And those things I know have come full circle. So I appreciate where you are and you taking the opportunity to be encouraged by the journey I've been on to improve where you are going next. I'm a firm believer that everything in life happens for a reason and it always serves a greater purpose. The good, the bad, the ugly, the stuff in between that you never think will really mean something, it always serves a greater purpose. There's a time and place for everything and in the right time, you'll be in the right place. So have faith in knowing that it's the right time and the right place for you now if you are receiving this message and doing something good with it. 
Our struggles are set up for the places that we go, but they do not define who we are. I am talking to you. They do not define who you are. And you ultimately have the choice and opportunity to change the path that you are on. So please remember you are not alone. I am here for you. You can reach out to me. Cling on to the person in your life who you respect, who you know will be there and a shoulder for you to lean on and fall back on yourself and embracing who you truly are. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. You are worth it. You deserve it. And it's time for you to make it happen. Thanks again for joining me on the Her Inspired Journey podcast. I hope that you leave today with some new tools in your pocket and you're planning to make the most out of your next step. Well, ladies, that does it for this show for today. I hope that you found some inspiration, some good advice, and definitely some encouragement to take with you on the rest of your week. I'm already looking forward to coming back next week and giving you some more insight, some inspiration, and some tips on how to navigate your best life. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Your feedback is so important to me. I would love to know the questions that you have, any topics or ideas, and your feedback. You are so valuable to me, and I really appreciate you taking the time to leave the review and subscribe to the show. See you next week on Her Inspired Journey.